Chicago's Afternoon News, 720 WGN. It's amazing what we would not know about what happened in Uvalde if it wasn't for journalists who were down there trying to scrape together every detail that they can. But here's something you might not have heard that happened. The mother of the shooter who committed this crime is still in that town. Now, as you know, he didn't live with his mom. He lived with his grandma. That was the person that he shot in the face. Well, his mother and the mother of a child who was murdered ran into each other in Uvalde, and this is what happened. Heartbreak and emotion is the same heartbreak and emotion that is felt in Highland Park. Laura Prather is a First Amendment lawyer representing the Media Coalition. And Laura, if it wasn't for the media, would we have known about the 77 minutes that police waited before they went in? I don't think we would have. And there's a lot of other things that we wouldn't have known about. And I understand just from what I've read that the families of the children who were murdered are relying on the media because information is being kept from them as well. So tell us who the Media Coalition is made up of and tell us why you feel that you have to go to court to get these records. Absolutely. So what has happened in Texas is it's just tragic. It's tragic as because of the shooting, but it's tragic because of how it's all been handled as well. The members of this community are not getting the answers that they need. And the media has come together from local organizations to national organizations, nonprofit to profit, and right and left leaning organizations have come together. And we've got more than three dozen media outlets. And, and like I said, you know, you've got everyone from the Dallas Morning News here in Texas to the New York Times and ProPublica and the Texas Tribune and others that have come together to get answers for the community. All of these organizations have submitted public information requests of the local officials in Uvalde, the state officials, the governor, to try to get answers as to what happened that day. And they've all been met with similar roadblocks, roadblocks of you know, we're not, we don't have to give you this information. We're not going to give you this information. There's an exemption under the Open Records Act. And so you just need to sit tight until we're ready to give you the information and live day to day without the answers that you need for closure. Do you know some That's of the big questions, handled. some of the big questions that they're looking for answers to? Sure. I mean, they're looking, they're looking for some of the things have come out because I think in part because of this coalition and because of the good work of journalists on the ground, but they're looking for the surveillance videos recently came out, shows 377 law enforcement in the school at the time and nothing being done to help these poor children and teachers. They would like to get the body camera footage to see what happens. Some of that has come out. Some of it hasn't. Communications between the Department of Public Safety and the local officials 
the Department of Public Safety, and the governor. Those have not come out. There's so many unanswered questions that remain because the way this has been handled is truly through selective leaks where the narrative is being controlled. Is it unusual for a state not to comply with public information requests, or is this unique to Texas? Texas has a unique system um, in that the governmental agencies can request a ruling from our attorney general as to whether an exemption applies um, to the documents that are requested. And so in that sense, it's unique. Um, But the exemptions that are being asserted here are all discretionary. And the way this coalition started was by sending a letter to the mayor of Uvalde telling him that the exemptions he was relying on were entirely discretionary. He had the ability under the law to be able to disclose the information, and he was choosing not to. Those same exemptions have been used by the Department of Public Safety, the sheriff's office, the school officials, all of them. Is it based on liability because they know they'll be liable for their response or... No, you know, it's interesting. So under our law, if there is an ongoing law enforcement investigation, they can choose not to give the records up. But they don't have to. If they want to provide closure, if they want to provide transparency, if they want to have the community trust them, one would think that they would go ahead and produce this information. And oftentimes they do if it reflects favorably on them. But in this situation, it's not reflecting favorably on them, and the information is not coming out voluntarily. So, Laura Prather is a First Amendment lawyer. She's representing the Media Coalition. Will you take it to court, and when will it go to court? Well, the process works through the Attorney General Office. Uh, It's a 45-business-day process to see how our Attorney General rules on these exemption requests. Um, One can go to court over it before or after that ruling comes down, and those decisions are all being evaluated right now. And among the things that you're seeking, 911 call recordings, radio traffic, calls for service to the shooter's grandmother's house, texts and emails between the city of Uvalde officials and various kinds of police reports, is that typically turned over to the media? Yes, I think it is. I mean, sometimes there, sometimes you have to build coalitions like this, um, certainly in the Parkland shooting and in the Las Vegas concert shooting incidents. They had to build coalitions like this, and they did have to go to court. But ultimately, that information comes out, and it should. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll check in with you again because we want to stay up to date on this. Thank you for having me. Steve has your news coming up next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.